Welcome back to another episode of Blessed Is She That Believe, season two, episode four. Um, to be honest, I don't even have a title for this because I'm kind of going rogue here. Um, what I wanted to talk about, I was just like, I'm not feeling that. And yeah, so we're going to see what the Lord is going to do with this. Um, by the way, if you're just joining um, this podcast, my name is Stephanie Cooper. And I am the writer of Blessed Is She That Believed. And I hope that you continue to listen. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you to everyone who has been consistent with listening to my podcast. I thank God for y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate every time you listen, Um, not just for logistics or, you know, anything like that. But I'm really grateful that you listen because, I mean... I just feel like I'm on here babbling sometimes like I'm doing right now. (laughs) So let's get to it. Um, I'm going to start off with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everything you have allowed us to walk into, Father God. Whether we enjoyed it or we didn't enjoy it, I just thank you so much because we walked into it and walked through it. Thank you for using it to turn out for our good father God because you said all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose so father we thank you right now for everything working out for our good father I thank you right now for those who are on here who don't know your son Jesus I pray right now that you open their hearts and minds father I thank you for keeping them Lord I thank you for protecting all of us father God throughout this day in this crazy world father that we live in. I thank you so much for this podcast. I pray that it is a blessing to those who hear it and a blessing not only to them, but to me as well. Father, use me as your vessel, Father God, to speak your word, speak your truth in a world that is full of lies and sees the truth as a lie. I pray right now, Father God, that you shine your light through me, the light of Jesus Christ, um, your son through me to the places that are dark and hidden. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just, I'm kind of off. I'm kind of off today. Um, I've had a lot of things going on and I'm sure you all can attest to that. Know what that feels like. It's like when you've had a lot of stuff going on and a lot of things shifting around, it kind of throws you off. And that's kind of where I am. Um, it's like I feel something in my spirit, not bad or anything. It's just, it's something happening and I can't explain it because I don't know how to put it into words, but it's something going on spiritually and um, I don't know how I feel. It's like, um, it's like a... I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I keep trying to put a word on it and I can't think of a word to put on it. It's nothing bad. It's just movement. And so I feel like I'm getting ready to move, not a physical move, but I feel like it's getting ready. A shift is happening in my life. And I don't know what area. Well, actually, no, I'm, I'm taking that back. I take that back. I feel like it's in the area of relationship, but 
I think my mind is still trying to figure it out, even though spiritually I know, like, <laughs> leave that alone. That's none of your business. But it just feels like something is happening spiritually, and I don't know what it is. And I don't know if I will know what it is, but I just need to, it's almost like I need to stay in position, you know? Um, hmm. Like I said, I was, this whole thing is just up in the air for me right now, as far as where we're going with this, but I feel like the Lord is leading me to Habakkuk, um, chapter two. And let's see, let me get there. Habakkuk chapter two, which is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Um, Verse one, it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And of course, a lot of people know the next verse, write a vision and make it plain upon the tables so they may run who reads it. Um, but I think we overlooked that first verse. It says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. You can't watch what someone says. You can hear what someone says, but it's like, watch what he says unto me. Like, and not only that, but just the first part, I will stand upon my watch. And I feel that spiritually for me right now in this, Season, I feel like I'm at the close. You know what it is? I feel like I'm at the end of one thing and getting ready to cross over into the beginning. That's that's what it is. I feel like I'm on the brink of a new season. Like, and I keep I keep getting this um quickening, I'll say, because you know. I don't know how else to put it, but I get stirred up when certain things are said around me. Not bad things. It's nothing bad. It's just, I don't want to be like all into details and stuff like that right now. Um, because I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but you, I don't know about y'all, but every time the Lord got ready to transition me into something different, there's always like a disruption of something spiritually in my life and I feel it I feel it um sometimes like I know with every not every job but the major jobs I've had there was a disruption of some some sort like at some point there was like um a little bit of friction that happened I know especially um when I transitioned from elementary to high school there was a lot of friction there nothing bad per se it's just it was friction um and that's because there was getting ready to be some movement and i didn't know the movement was coming but i knew something was happening um i can always tell when i'm getting ready to be moved into a different position um like i said this has nothing to do with work that's just an example i use but I feel like something I'm getting ready to be moved into something else. And it was 
you know, this is actually really therapeutic <laughs> to talk to y'all about this because some of you may actually be going through this. You you can, there are just dis- different seasons in your life where you feel, um, it's like you kind of have an inner knowing and that's just the Holy Spirit preparing your heart um, to let you know like, hey, you getting ready to do something else. And um, I think we have a problem with it because I this is where I, I, I can only speak for myself. This is where I would usually get in trouble because I'm trying to figure, I will be trying to figure this out. <laughs> because um, in earlier episodes, maybe last season when I was giving you my background, um, I was molested as a little girl. And then, um, I was raped like two years ago and, um, had a lot of stuff. Like I just lost my right ovary, um, this year because there was a tumor in it. Like it, listen, it's been a lot of stuff. Okay. But praise God, I'm still here. I'm still standing. And, um, through all of that trauma, I developed, um, control issues, you know, trying to, you know, if I can control everything going on, then I'm safe. (laughs) No, you can't do that. This is life. Life won't let you control everything. The Lord is not going to let us control everything. And it's stressful. It's stressful trying to control everything. Um, To all my people who feel like you got to be in control in order for everything to be less stressful, that's a that's deception. I'm here to tell you, that's, that's, a, that's a lie from the enemy. The more you feel like you have to be in control or the more you try to control things, the more stressed out you are and worried and perplexed, all of that stuff. I I think, not I think, but I'm at a place where I can have my soft girl spiritual error. <laughs> you know, we saw, you, know, you see on uh, social media, like, Oh, I'm in my soft girl era, or I just want to be in my soft girl. I, I am in my soft girl era spiritually because it's like my finances are jacked up right now. It's changing. It's shifting. Um, because I'm being more aware and cognizant of what I'm spending my money on. First of all, first and foremost, I've always been a tither. Um, always been a tither. Always, um, you know, give time money you know to charities and stuff like that um offering so that that has never been a thing where i just hold on to no i've I've always willingly gave or give but it's like what you doing with the rest of your money you're not budgeting your money you're not um keeping account of what you're doing what god has blessed you with so it's like okay now because you know when you go to college after you live with your parents for so long and then you develop bad habits with spending in college and it's, it's really hard to break and it's hard to see yourself. And the Lord had to show me myself like, okay, you doing this with the money. Oh snap. I see it now. You know, people would tell me you always shopping. Okay. I'm single. I spend my, yeah, get that under control. (laughs) So now I'm doing better. Praise God. Um, But yeah, it's, I felt like this when I got ready to buy my house almost three years ago, 
it was like one day I woke up and I was like, all right, I need to start looking for houses. It's time for me to move. So I still live with my parents. Um, What was that? I'm 37, so that was 34. When I was 34, yeah, I bought my first home at 34. And um, yeah, it was like, so one day I just woke up. I mean, this was in the height of COVID, you know, like I just woke up and I was like, I need to start looking for houses. And it was like, wait, why? It just, it was like a timer went off. Like, okay, boom, time to look. And the rest is history. And I feel like that right now. And it's like, I feel like a door is closing slowly on my singleness. And I could feel a shift occurring. Um... I don't even know what I'm talking about. Maybe this is for somebody. Who knows? But I feel a shift occurring. And I'm actually looking at things a little bit differently now. I'm studying things a little bit differently now. Um, I don't know. It's just, like I said, Habaku, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. To be set is to be positioned. Eesh. Having done all, you stand. I will stand upon my watch. We have a watch. We're supposed to watch. We're supposed to be vigilant. We're supposed to pray and be vigilant. We're supposed to watch and pray. We're supposed to watch and pray. We're supposed to watch and pray. Yeah, stand upon my watch. At this in this particular scripture, um, I don't have my concordances and stuff like that out. Like I said, I'm just kind of flowing with this tonight. Um. But stand upon my watch, you know how soldiers, they take a watch. They have a watch where they stand guard. And we as believers, I feel like in this day and age, we have gotten lazy with our watching. I mean, I'm only speaking for myself and I know, I know, <laughs> I know I'm lazy and I'm doing better. Praise God. I'm getting better. I'm waking up when I'm supposed to wake up and pray and listening for the Lord but um, I feel like because of social media and technology, we have just gotten extremely lazy with how we spend time with the Lord. And if you think about it, how can the Lord use us effectively if we're not on our watch, if we're not standing on watch? How do you know the Lord is getting ready to shift you? How can you tell when he's getting ready to shift you if you're not spending time with him? You know, like the reason why I know it's a shift happening in my life spiritually is because I spend time with him. I'm making a point to spend time with him because you know what? I just said this the other day to myself. If this is my last year being single, I'm going to give it all I got. I'm make sure I get all my precious time in with the Lord because I mean, when you're married it's like your time is um like for women your desire is your husband because that's how god designed it you know and i won't get these opportunities to, to spend time with the lord like i have now being single i won't get it because my desires would be from toward my husband of course you know jesus is still first but you know what i'm saying like your desires are towards your husband you know and whatever so i'm trying to get it all in now 
I, I really am during your single season. Um, one of my friends, she had a, she read to me a little bit of this book she was reading. I can't remember the name of the book, but the author said that, um, during your singleness, you're supposed to be digging wells, deep wells as a woman, I'll say, and I'll talk about why I'm saying it as a woman, you're supposed to be digging deep wells as a woman, because there will be times where you're not going to have time to spend with the Lord. So during your single season, as you're, you're digging all of these deep wells, you have something to draw from in those times where you can't replenish the well. You have a well deep enough with enough word, um, water of the word. You have a well deep enough that you can draw from to get you through those times when you don't have time. And I'm like, wow, because I mean, I'm very busy right now um, with just life. And so those times where I can spend hours with the Lord, I'm just filling up a deep well. And for those times where I get so busy, I can't get to anything but a little verse. I can get a little snack, you know? And, um, yeah, I think that's why so many of us during this time period, like there's heavy deception in the land right now. There's heavy deception in the land. And the only thing that's going to save you is the word of God. The only thing that's going to keep your mind is the word of God. And if you're not spending time with the Lord, you're going to be deceived. You may already be deceived and don't even realize it. But the more you spend in the, the more time you spend in the word, you're going to start seeing clearer, clearer. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's for somebody. Um, but yeah, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me. So it's like, I feel like I have been positioned. I've been set in a particular place. And I can see the closing of one thing in the beginning of another. I'm just in the middle. I'm in a, that transition phase right now. And it's a little weird because it's like, you know, what do you do while you're in that transition phase? Like, what do you do? Do you, you know, I know I'm praying, you know, and spending time with the Lord, but it's kind of like, am I supposed to be doing something? What am I supposed to be doing? So I don't know. It's like, like I said, it's a little weird time right now for me, but, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it though, because it's exciting. No, I'm not dating anyone in case y'all want to know. I'm not dating anyone. Um, but I know it's coming. I know it's getting ready to happen. Um, and it's really cool because I'm seeing how the Lord has orchestrated so many other occurring, like just so many other things, um, not relational things, but just other things in my life, how he's, um, orchestrated divine appointments, um, that I've met. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, how did you do that? Like how, you know, and when I think about how sometimes I can't even figure it out because he won't, you know, his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. But once in a while, it's like, I could see how he did it. And it's so smooth and seamless because he's our architect. Like he's the architect. He designed everything. He's the great designer. Like my gosh, um, God is so good and he's so excellent. And everything he does is just so smooth. 
it's just so so smooth like nobody can imitate that no you can't i'm a writer there's no way the way i'm seeing how he does some things there's no way i could have wrote a story like that there's <laughs> no way that's why he's the author and finisher of my because there's no way i could have wrote a story like that there's no absolutely no way the plot the the plot twist like everything there's no way i could have done it absolutely no way i couldn't have made the characters like that i couldn't have done anything like that so it's it's really cool um seeing how he's doing things in my life and in the lives of others and how he's lining people up and getting people like it's it's just amazing <laughs> it's just amazing um yeah i just it's so much i want to say and it's like i don't even know where to begin i just wanted to get on here and just do some talking like yeah i have stuff that i had planned out and everything but i just felt led to just talk because sometimes just hearing somebody talk about their experiences is enough you know it's it's more than enough and um i'll say this like it's new things um like i said i feel like i'm being shifted um relationally like i'm in a transition from going to single into a relationship i feel like that is happening even though i can't see it my spirit knows and i get like uber excited talking about it um i have a new co-worker who is awesome knows all her stuff and she's actually challenging me to do to go harder to push myself um and i feel like we need that you know we need somebody in our corner who's going to push us and um to our potential because i was like coasting i was coasting and um so this person comes up and it's like now i realize like man i could have done that better i could have been doing this better and i think when we get so used to the way things have been for so long we don't like change we don't like for things to change but change is good change is necessary um we can't being a christian i don't know why we think being a christian is supposed to we supposed to be comfortable god never called us to a life of comfort i mean we have some moments that we have um where we are comfortable but we're not supposed to stay there just like when jesus was on the mountaintop with peter and james and john um and he did the transfiguration and peter and then we're like hey can we just stay up here no you can't stay on the mountaintop <laughs> you can't you can't live in mountaintop experiences you won't grow if everything is always going good you won't grow from it you just won't you won't grow from it um yeah it's just man it's i can it's almost like i can see the lord's hand and how he's moving and i just and when i that's why i keep taking so many pauses because it's like wow god you are really 
good. You're you're great. <laughs> you're great. And I um I don't know. I feel like September I feel like the month of September is going to be a big change for me. I don't know about y'all, but I I feel like it's going to be, it's a transition month for me. Um because not going to lie, the last two or three months, when it gets to the end of the month, I get like super excited. It's almost like I feel like something great is getting ready to happen. And I feel that way about the month of September. Something great is going to happen and I'm declaring and decreeing it in Jesus name. And it is so shall not be otherwise. Be it unto me according to my faith. Amen. Like I just, man, I want y'all to like. I know everybody has different things going on. I told y'all, I don't have no money. <laughs> I don't have any money. Like, but, and I'm gonna be completely real. I have a rental right now because they're um they're fixing something on my truck, and um so I've had this rental for like two weeks. And to be honest, I don't even know if they're gonna be finishing my truck. So if they're not finishing my truck before Friday. I have to take my truck. I have to take this rental back and they're going to switch it out for another rental. I'm so over it. I want my vehicle back. My dog wants my vehicle back because I can't let her get in the rental because they have a no pet policy. So she's been chilling at home. Like, when are we going to the park? <coughs> so, um, yeah, it's been hard on both of us. And um, I just... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Um, it's a change. I, I literally forgot what I was going to say. I hate when that happens. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it'll come back to me. Um, yeah, I just... Oh, that's what it was. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> so this morning, I was like, let me go put some gas in the truck because it wasn't even at half a tank. But I was like, you know, I'm supposed to take this truck back on Friday. And it has to be at full tank. Well, we get paid on Thursday. So I was like, well, praise God for that. Um, I was swiping my cards. I ain't had no money in my cards. <laughs> I was swiping the credit cards. No money. I said, I know I've overdrawn my account. I don't even know why I'm telling y'all this, but this is, you know what? This is for somebody that's going to help somebody out. And you may be wondering why I'm laughing about this. Y'all, It's this ain't the first time. This has been going on for almost two years, okay? And it's not, oh, you were spending your money stupid. No, actually, I wasn't. Actually, I'm very good with keeping my money. Um, Now, eating out, eh, I'm this month. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to discipline myself to not eat out this month. Um, but I don't eat out as much as people think I do. I just did that this summer because you know, summertime and food trucks. Oh my gosh, delicious. But, um, I actually am really good with keeping my money. Um, it's just, this was just the season that I've had to go through. And I knew it was a spiritual, this is why it's so important to watch. Like Habakkuk says, chapter two, verse one, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. To be set means you have been positioned in a specific place. Set me upon a tower and I will watch to see what he was saying to me. 
I have been watching to see what he's going to say unto me. And he's been saying some stuff, okay? And he's through... It's been a couple of lessons I've had to learn on this journey. It's not even about my finances. That's just the area he's he's touching. He's allowing, you know, to be touched. It's not even about my finances. It's about the fact that I was using my finances as a source instead of a resource because God is the source. And he's had to teach me that your money is nothing compared to me. Who you think you are with your money is nothing. You are nothing without me. That is basically what he is. He had to break that out. And I didn't even realize that was the problem. I didn't even realize that was the problem because I just didn't realize that was the problem. I was looking at money as a source. I haven't lived with my parents since I got out of college in 2009. So I lived with my parents until 2020. Now, all that time, I never, like, I paid a bill. I paid one bill. <laughs> okay? Praise, you know, and I just want to say, if you have parents who let you stay with them while you're going through, you know, trying to find a place, and you, listen, they deserve the world. My parents deserve the world in, in, in every, like, I will give them whatever I have because the stuff they sacrificed for me to make sure I got my education I can't even, and I'm trying not to cry because it just, it does something to me, you know? Um, but anyway, they, they let me stay there and now don't get it twisted because Poppy sure did say, you know, I just want you to know if you were a guy, you wouldn't be staying with us this long. Okay. I understand. And I thank God I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm a girl because Listen, I knew I wouldn't have been there that long if I was a dude. Like, there's no way. But it let me stay there. And um, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I don't know where this idea of when your child turns 18, you kick him out of the house. That's, I, 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 that is not, I, I just don't agree with that. I don't. I'm not a parent yet, but no. Because what if something happens to your child? Uh... You're going to just keep them, no, because you 18, you can't come back home. No, get out of here. Like, I, and I just now realizing, I tell my students, you're not mentally, you're not mentally an adult, or you're not an adult mentally until you're about 33 years old. I found that out when I was 30. I said, you know what? All this time I thought I was grown, I was not grown. I was just an adult with a child mind. Like, you seriously, I mean, you're able to make adult decisions and handle adult consequences with those decisions that you make, whether they're good or bad, but you're still a kid, you know, and um, the maturity level, and I know everybody's different, but I know all this time, you know, I was fussing at God, why you ain't sitting my husband, why, man, please, would have been, I'd have been divorced twice over with the way I was acting. There is no way. With all the trauma, the underlying trauma that I didn't know was there, and my immaturity level, there is no way. Because marriage amplifies what's in you. So whatever hasn't been healed before you get married, it's going to show up. You're going to see everything. Ma marriage magnifies everything and every, like, who you are as a person. It magnifies it. So if you are a nasty person, 
Like you don't keep your house clean and nothing like that. It's going to get multiplied. Like it's, it's going to be huge when you get married. So it's, it's like during this time of singleness that I thank God for, I just thank God for allowing me to heal and find out who I am as a person. Um, like this is a gift and I just don't even, and a lot of people look at me and go, how can you still be single? You know, I don't see it as a bad thing. Not anymore. I used to hate being single, but it wasn't until last year where I loved it so much. And I'm gonna put a pin on that. I'm gonna come back to that. Um, cause I had to get back on the main story. I'm gonna put a pin in that single thing. But, um, yeah, today, yeah, <laughs> cards wouldn't work. And I said, you know what? And I just spoke to my situation. I said, you know what? I am the lender to many nations and not the borrower. I'm blessed coming in and going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only not beneath. <laughs> I said, it is so. It shall not be otherwise. I am all of those things because God says so. And I said, I'm coming out of this. I am coming out of this. I said, this is not going to be a thing. This is not going to go into 2024. This is not going into September because there's going to be a turnaround for me. And I truly do believe that. And you have to speak to your situation. You have to speak to your situation with the word of God. I didn't get mad. Now, at the beginning of this thing, I was frustrated. I was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, what I want to But now... I laugh about it because it's like, it's funny because I know I'm going to end up sharing this with so many people, which I am now. It's funny to me because it's not going to be like this always. And to be completely honest, right before God blesses you with the thing that you've been wanting, the thing that he promised you, you have to go through a test to see if you're worthy to get it. He's still going to do it, but he has to let you see yourself and how you handle the situation. I know I'm going to have money. I've known since I was a little kid. When my mama said, we only getting one thing. I end up getting the whole, oh no, I'm going to need to get the whole the whole meal, ma. I can't just have a cheeseburger. I need the fries, the drink, and the little cookie, and the toy. I need a whole Happy Meal. I've, known, I've had expensive taste since I was a little girl. I know I'm supposed to have I know money's supposed to be in my hand. But guess what? First of all, what I've asked for is very large. It's very huge. Not monetary or anything like that. It's just the stuff that I've asked for, um, not even uh, material things, more so um, spiritual things. The things that I've asked for, it's going to take a minute to get to me because it's a lot. It was a lot to order because, like I said, I got like expensive taste. I went to the restaurant and ordered everything off the menu, okay? So... <laughs> It's going to take a minute for it to get to me. But in the meantime, while I'm waiting, I'm supposed to be waiting on the Lord. He's got to prove, he's got to try me out. Uh-uh. She want a lot of stuff. And, you know, I'm, I am I understand she wants this. That, she might not get that one because I don't, that ain't, that ain't in my will for her. But the stuff that's in my will for her to have, she's going to get it. But I need to make sure she going to keep her head. I need to make sure she's going to be a good steward of the things that I'm going to give her. And that's all this is. It's a test. 
It is a test. So you may be sitting there thinking, God forgot, God did not forget about you. He knows exactly where you are. You are written in the palm of his hand. How can he forget about you? Your name is written in the palm of his hand. That is in the book of Isaiah. Go look for it. I don't know the exact street address of that scripture, but I know it's in the book of Isaiah. Your name is written in the palm of his hand. He always knows you. He knows where you are right now. He, he sees you. He is Elroy. He is the God that sees. He sees you. And he hears you when you cry. He, he, it breaks his heart when you cry. He wants you to smile again. He wants you to, to live and enjoy what he has done for you. But here's the thing. I could have easily at that gas station today cried and complained about my situation, complained it. But first of all, first of all, who overspent the credit card? Me. I did that. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I did that. I've been working my butt off to pay them off, but that, you know, it's still not where it's supposed to be. Okay, I could have complained about that, but I could have complained about why it's no money in my checking account. But once again, I know where I am. I know exactly where I am. I'm not going to complain about it because this, this trying of my soul, this testing, is going to be over with soon. Why would God bring me all the way this far to just drop me on my behind right now and say, you on your own. Why would he allow me to move out of my parents? He, y'all, 2009 to 2020, how many years is that? What, what is that, 11 years? That's 11 years, ain't it? Is that 11 years, 2009 to, I can't count right now, I'm sleepy. <laughs> no, that's not 11, that's not 11 years. That What is that? 10, yeah, that is 11 years. That is 11 years, yeah. Y'all, I'm an English teacher. I'm an English major, okay? English teacher, English major. I don't do math, okay? I, I don't, okay? So, <laughs> so that's about 11 years living with my parents. To move out of a house in the middle of a pandemic. Not only move out of a house in the middle of, middle of a pandemic, but a month after I bought my home, I buy a brand new car. Brand new, 2020, brand new. He allowed me to do that. Why would he allow me to do that at that time? Then for the turnaround, like two years later, now I'm running out of money. Now I'm not having anything. Now, now I'm struggling every month, struggling, struggling, struggling. And here's the thing before, like at the beginning of all of this, when it like last year, I remember the beginning of last year, that's when it started. They were getting ready to put a lien on my house. They said, you know, I ain't pay my stuff. And I, it was like the day of my birthday, I was getting ready to go to Atlanta because I'm like, um, I'm about to post up outside this office building. I don't care how I look. I'm about to post up outside this office building. Somebody going to explain something to me because I've been paying everything. The lady in the office at the mortgage company called me and said, Miss Cooper, me and my whole family had COVID. I'm just getting back into the office. I've gotten your voice messages. I don't know why they didn't turn stuff in, but I'm expediting everything. The Lord handled that situation right in the midnight hour, right? I had already been in debt. I had owed, y'all, it was some kind of discrepancy with the school system because they gave us a card with money. Listen, I'm not getting into all the details, okay? But let's just say somebody did something wrong. And so everybody in the school system who had a secondary job was supposed to pay money back, okay? My, I was supposed to pay back $5,000. Who had that? 
I don't know why people think teachers make all this. We don't make, <laughs> we don't make what we deserve. I'll say that we don't make what we deserve. We deserve more than what we make. And you can get mad about that or whatever. You be a teacher. <laughs> you do it. I have been a secretary. I have been a sub. I have been a secretary in the front office. I have been a parapro. Now I'm a teacher. You do it if you think you can do a better job. And if you think we complain about everything, you come do what we do. We spend our money. We spend our money on these babies because we care about them. We love them. And they're, ba they're our babies. And we don't care if they're seniors and they're six foot six. They're our babies. We take care of them. We feed them. We make sure they're good. We make sure, like, we're their guidance counselors. We're, we're all of it. Okay? So if you say, well, that's your job, that's your job. Um, if you look up the job of an educator, no, it's not. We're supposed to educate them. We're not supposed to be taking care of them like those are our babies for real. So anyway, getting off my soapbox. Um, yeah. He told me at the beginning of the, last year, 2022, y'all, that whole money situation was resolved because my account was overdrawn. So had my account not been overdrawn, I would have had to pay the money back. So my account was overdrawn for like a month or so when I sent the documents in saying that I didn't, I shouldn't have to uh, pay my money back or pay the money back. And they, y'all, they cleared my account. They cleared it. So I didn't have to pay the 5,000. And I said, okay. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's why my account been overdrawn because the Lord was helping me out there. Okay, cool, cool. So I should be having money soon. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 nope. We went on a Daniel fast. And um, the day after we got off the Daniel fast, my, I had this pain in my foot. I could barely walk on my foot. I don't know where the, the pain came from. I'm thinking I had like um, fasciitis, whatever it's called that thing I thought I was having that so I went and got like some insoles for my shoes and all of this stuff um and it got to the point where my foot felt like it was on fire I could barely stand them I couldn't put any pressure on my foot I'm like what is wrong I ended up going to this thing that my um classmate his wife was hosting at a um conference room thing whatever at the hotel lobby or something like that in town and i go in there and y'all i have a brahmin that i bought for my graduation present and i love that purse i love it it's my graduation present i gave to myself and um yeah that's <laughs> i was like i ain't buying no more purses like that you know and um so i walk in there mind you if you know about those particular purses they're expensive and I ain't got no money in my wallet. And I said, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's here for when I do have money. You know, like, whatever. I like it because it's pink, okay? That's why I got it, really, because it's pink. So, <laughs> I go sit in there. And now I'm in there with these business owners and everything. And I'm sitting there like, why God got me in this place? Because I felt like I needed to be there. I felt like the Lord was leading me to go. I'm sitting here like, these people ain't talking about the Lord. They're talking about sound bowls and stuff. Like, they are not glorifying God at all. They're not talking about Jesus. 
And I'm sitting here talking about, you know, man may plan his way, but God orders his steps. Like, what kind of mess? I'm sitting here mad. Like, Lord, got me out here looking stupid. I'm sitting next to people who got six figures in their bank account, and I got negative something in my <laughs> Y'all, when I came home, when I tell you I came home and I snapped, I snapped, crackled, and popped, okay? Um, I don't know who I thought I was talking to. I really don't know who I thought I was talking to. Uh, but... Yeah, I forgot I was talking to my Heavenly Father, who is the author and finisher of my faith. And I thought I was talking to one of my little friends. So, yeah, I went Peter instead of John. And it didn't end well for me. Um, Yeah, by the time I got home, I could barely, like, I I, I was tiptoeing on that, that foot. Y'all, I'm six feet tall and <laughs> some pounds, okay? Um, <laughs> that's a lot of weight, okay, to be trying to put on one leg. And I could not. I, I seriously, I couldn't. And I was mad. I was standing in my bathroom mad. I had angry tears coming out. I was talking to the Lord like I was crazy. I said, how you got me out here looking stupid? If I'm supposed to be your ambassador, I need to have some money in my account. I was like, but, and you know, and I think about what I said, and it's like, that's the problem. And I didn't hear myself when I said it because, you know, caught up in the moment. And But now looking back, it's like, yeah, money was my source. That was what I felt like validated me. That's what I felt like um, gave me leverage on people and stuff. It was about the money and it wasn't about the Lord. And so um, I was putting my trust in the money. Cause it's like, as long as the money's there and I've never been without money because I've always lived in my parents' house. So I always had money. I wasn't paying for mortgage or pay one bill, pay the power bill. Boom. Done. Still got money. You know what I'm saying? I was traveling. I was going on trips, going out to eat whenever I wanted to. So it was a, it was a lie. It was, it was deceptive because it's like, okay, I'm gonna do the same thing. No, you're not. No, you're not. Cause you didn't put an account for when, what happens when you're, your air goes out in the vehicle or what happens when you need some new tires or what happens when you know uh the oven doesn't work or the washing machine and dryer go out like you don't you don't put into that consideration until you actually have to go through it so the lord <laughs> y'all i had a job experience the lord spoke to me like he did job and it was crazy i heard the lord say like it's like i woke up because I got in the bed. It felt like my foot was in a furnace. It was my right foot. It felt like it was in a furnace. And I couldn't even position myself in my bed to get comfortable because my foot was so jacked up. I couldn't, I didn't know what was going on. It felt like it was in a vice grip and it was burning. That's all. It just felt like that. And um, the Lord... I even woke up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom, went back to sleep, and it was still hurting. Like, it was it was bad. And I kept, I was laying there like, I'm going to have to call out of work because I can't go to work. I hadn't even slept all night. Listen, <laughs> I woke up the next, like, hours later. I won't say the next morning. I woke up hours later, and I said, I don't even want to open my eyes because I'm going to feel my foot hurt. And I said, wait a minute, my foot isn't hurting. I said, my foot isn't hurt. And it was not hurting. My foot was not hurting. I done turned the lamp on in my room. And I'm like, my foot, it feels fine. 
And it was right then. It's like, I don't know. I was in a paralysis mode. I don't know. I can't explain it. But when I tell you the Lord snapped on me, y'all don't even understand. The Lord said, where were you when I made the foundations of the world? The same thing he said to Job. He said it to me. And I just, I can't even remember everything that he said to me in that moment. But I do remember he said this. He said, for you to be an educator teaching your students about their learning styles, you don't even know how you learn. You learn when pain is present because you don't like pain. You don't like for anything to hurt you. I put that pain in your foot because your finances don't have any pain attached to them. Where I'm getting ready to take you, you need to always remember what this felt like because there was pain attached to your finances. That pain was in your foot and your finances look really bad right now. Told me to look at my account. I said, yeah, that is bad. He said, yeah. But you'll always remember that because the pain is attached with this moment. And I have not forgotten that. He said, once I get you to where you're going, don't you forget that pain that was attached. Because the moment you forget it, you'll be right back there. Y'all, I have not forgotten what he said. And you know, after I went through that, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have money in my account now. It's going to happen soon. No, almost two years later. <laughs> Still in the same. But, and the Lord, and you know what? You know what? And I'm glad. I'm glad because I'm content where I am. And you want to know why? Because had he would have done whatever he's getting ready to, uh, to allow me to walk into, because he's already done the work. It's just, I have to get there. You know, once I... If he would have allowed me to walk into whatever it is that he has for me back then, I would have messed it up. I already know I would have messed it up because I would have been so excited to be out of the pain. No, he made me sit in this pain and I I am content where I am. I feel like the dog on the meme where everything is, is he's like sitting in a room full of fire and he's saying, I'm fine. That's me right now. It's like, I'm fine. <laughs> Because I'm in a furnace. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and it's like, we got to get to that point. We don't want to sit in the fire. We don't want to be in a furnace. We don't want to be burnt up. But he says, you're supposed to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. We're, he's got to burn us up so we can be used by him. He can't use us when we full of ourselves. He can't use us when we refuse to acknowledge who he is and all that he has done for us. He can't use us that way. He cannot use us that way. He can't use us when we keep thinking that our plans are better than his plans. He can't use us that way. The only way for him to use us is when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. When he turns that heat up on that furnace, that's when he can use us. I've, I've learned that um, refiners, people who deal with making gold, Gold isn't purified until you can see a reflection in it. He has to keep us in the fire until he can see his reflection in us. We're supposed to look like him. We're supposed to talk like him. Like we, we have to reflect our heavenly father. 
So if we're not being burnt, if we're not being in pain, and I'm not saying like we're supposed to be in pain all the time. What I'm saying is if we don't have any challenges come up against us, we're not going to get better. We're going to actually stay the same and get worse. It's the challenges. It's the going through something that keeps us humble and keeps us acknowledging him as our source. And that's why I said, I'm just, I feel like I'm in a weird place because it's not, I can feel a shift occurring and I don't know what to say about it. And back to relationships, um, just back to that. It's like, I can see how the Lord is shifting me and positioning me into things. You know, I my, my new coworker told me this week, she said, yeah, I was just saying to myself um, the week before, Cooper getting ready to get married. Cooper's getting ready to get married. This lady don't know me from Eve. We just met like face-to-face. Like we knew of each other. We worked together at a previous job, like a part-time job. But we never actually sat and talked and stuff like that. She don't know me for her to say that. She's not the only person. I And I'm going to tell you, for the past 10 or so years, I've had people telling me I'm going to have um, boys. I'm a boy mom. I ain't, I didn't receive it because it's like, how be a boy mom? I ain't even got no man. Like, how is that supposed to happen? You know, like, I, I didn't receive it back then, but that didn't stop the Lord from sending people to say that to me. <laughs> and to be honest, and I'm going to tell you the crazy thing, every year that I have taught, at the high school level, I have had a Cooper in my classroom every semester, except for the first year. So the past two years, I've had a Cooper in my classroom. This is the first year I hadn't had a Cooper in my classroom. My friend told me, Brittany, y'all remember Brittany from last um, episode? She said, that's because your name getting ready to change. Y'all. <laughs> is. It's funny to me because it's like I'm just sitting back watching all of this stuff and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying where I am. I'm not trying to rush anything. Yeah, I get antsy. It's like, oh my gosh, Lord, can I just meet my husband? Can you just send him? Yeah, okay, yeah. But overall, no, because I want to remember these things. I want to remember the pain that I have gone through and the, the suffering of the finances and stuff like that. I want to remember all of this because... It's, you know how it is after you cut your finger or something like that, when it heals up, you can't remember that pain. You don't remember that feeling. You see a scar, the scars to remind you that something happened, but the pain that went with the scar is gone. When the Lord brings us out of things, you know how hard it is for us to remember the exact feelings that we had with it. It's hard unless we wrote it down somewhere. Even when we wrote it down somewhere, it's still hard to remember it. So it's like this time period of my life. And and it's crazy that all of this is happening closer to the end of this season. This is when all of the stuff started happening, to be honest. And I know it has to do because I've gotten closer with the Lord. I've gotten closer to him in my walk. But all of this stuff started happening towards the end. And like I told you before, usually when the Lord is getting ready to move me, 
I get hit with a lot of stuff. It's a, it's friction that goes on, but that's because he's getting ready to move me to somewhere different. And spiritually, I have taken a lot of hits the last couple of years. I have taken a lot of hits the last couple of years, some hard, devastating hits. And it's like, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I know it's going to be so much better. I know that for every hit that I had to take, the Lord is going to multiply that by two as far as what he's getting ready to bless me with. He's going to multiply the blessings by two, three, four times over. Because, I mean, <laughs> I lost a lot. I lost a lot of stuff. I lost my peace of mind. I lost my joy. I lost my... Um, <laughs> my determination I, I lost an ovary <laughs> okay I lost a lot of stuff but he's been restoring he's been replacing it he's been replenishing everything that I lost and I have so much peace right now praise God I have so much peace in my life and it's only because he he has given me the peace which surpasses all understanding to keep my heart and my mind until the day of Christ Jesus. And I, I just thank him for that. I give him all the glory, honor, and praise for that. Because with I can't I couldn't be living and talking to y'all. I probably would have like just done something crazy to myself had I not had Jesus and gone through all of the stuff that I've gone through. I, I probably would have. But because I have Jesus, I know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are to call according to his purpose. I know without a shadow of a doubt, he would never forsake me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I know without a shadow of a doubt, he's sticking closer to me. Lord, Lord sticks closer to me than a brother. He sticks closer to me than a brother or a sister. I know that without a shadow of a doubt that his faithfulness his mercies are new every morning. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And my soul knows right well. I know that he has a ring of fire around me and his glory is being revealed through me. I know that. I know that every time I pray, he inclines his ear to me. I know that. And if it weren't for these trials that I've gone through in the past couple of years, how could I know that? How could I taste and see that the Lord is good? How could I prove him? How could I prove him? How could I try him if I wasn't being tried? How could I say, okay, Lord, you said this in your word. I want to see it. I want you to, you got to do this because you said in the word. I couldn't say that if I hadn't been, if I hadn't gone through the fire. How could I tell, how could I, I wouldn't have anything to say to y'all. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What y'all going through? I don't, I don't know. The only reason why I have all of this to stay for almost an hour is because I've gone through something. And I hope and pray that for those of you who are listening, even though I was rambling at the beginning, you know, I was just rambling and rambling. I pray that you got something from this tonight or today. I pray that you hear what I've said and you you think about your situations and you go and you find some scripture that applies to your situation because it's in there. It's in the Bible. Go study to show yourself approved unto God. 
find scripture and stand on that scripture because he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Um, uh, it's another scripture that I absolutely love and I found it by mistake. <laughs> I say I found it by mistake. The Lord says in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. That's what he says. Call on him. He'll show you. I'm telling you, he'll show you. He did it for me. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And I know that sounds very cliche, but it's it's so true. He will do it for you. Just call his name. Call his name and he's going to answer you. He's going to, and he ain't going to pick up the phone and call you on your cell phone. Cause you know, you'd be weirded out by that too. He's going to send somebody or he's going to show you in his word, the answer, but you need to expect an answer from him. Expect it. Expect that when you call on him, he's going to answer you. You have to have that expectation. You have to, you have to know and believe that he is going to do what he said he's going to do because he will he's not a man that he should lie oh let me get off here before i talk for another hour y'all thank you for joining this freestyle version of blessed is she that believe <laughs> this was such a freestyle version um i don't even know where i listen i'm just I pray it, it touches somebody's heart. I pray it touches someone's heart. <sighs> Man, God is good. God is good. And his mercy endures forever. I hope y'all have a great week. Talk to y'all soon.